I hope you put an expectation on the word. Not on me, because I can't give you nothing. So if you think I can do it, you might as well turn right out the door and go back home, because I got nothing for you. But I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to give us what we need today. I've been before him, and I've been praying and seeking on our behalf. And, and um, so I got nothing for you, but I'm trusting the Holy Spirit that he's going to give us what we need today. I'm trusting the Holy Spirit that he is able, because I know he is. You say, how do I know he is? Because he's got a track record. When somebody's got a track record, you know, you know what they're capable of doing. How many of you know the Holy Spirit's got a track record? Not too many people look too sure. Let's try that again. How many of you know the Holy Spirit has a track record to come through, deliver, and do what he needs to do? Wait, that's a little bit better. Let's try that again. How many of you know the Holy Spirit has a track? Well, let me start off. How many of you know about the Holy Spirit? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm in the right house. Okay. Hello, somebody. Ooh, we got to shift some more. Maybe we got to do some more shifting to get this, this ship on the right path here. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Pelzetta McCormick. I'm married to the pastor. Where is the pastor? Amen. I'm married to that brother. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> God is good. Uh, last, <laughs> and we have two adult children. Praise God. Glory to God. <laughs> As we like to say, they're grown and gone. <laughs> but I do love them. They're, very, they're awesome. And we have, uh, we're just, you know, they're grown and gone, and, and they're, they're married. They have children. We have three grandchildren. We have, you know, God's been good to us, and, and we thank God for them every single day. Um, that in itself is a blessing, so I, I, I thank God for them. I am also um, have been blessed to be the, the pastor for women's ministry, and that's my passion is to... to Stir the women up, man. Get them going. You get, a, you get a woman stirred up, man, you got trouble. But good trouble. Not bad trouble, good trouble. You ever seen a woman move mountains? You see a woman, you, you get a woman on a mission, that thing happens, don't it? You get a woman motivated and moving, boy, I tell you, watch out, men. Nothing stops them. Right? Well, women, I expected a little bit better applied to that. When you, get, when you get motivated, does anything stop you? That's what I'm talking about. Y'all don't seem too happy about yourselves. But <laughs> when a woman get motivated and they know their purpose and they know how God designed them, I'm telling you they're unmovable. They're unstoppable. When they know how God has designed them. Now, I can't speak of the man because I'm not man. Thank God, hallelujah. But, because I, you know, I think men are awesome. And I think when the men are moving and doing what they need to do, I think nothing can stop them either. And I, I think we're blessed to have some good men. You know, the world said men are, you know, the world's got their own interpretation of men, but I think there's nothing better than to have a save, Holy Ghost, save man. I think we're blessed to have some good men up in here. At least I thank God for my man. Now, y'all ain't too happy about y'all man, but I thank God for my man. All right? Praise God. Hallelujah. 
So enough about the men, enough about the women. So y'all would like to know what we're going to talk about today? <laughs> y'all say, get off the men, get off the women. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on. Last week, Pastor talked about the Holy Spirit. He said, last week, Pastor taught that the Holy Spirit is God. This week, we will explore the fact that God is speaking to us all the time. The title of my message, God is Speaking, Are You Listening? God is speaking, are you listening? God is speaking, are you listening? How many of you know that God speaks all the time to us? Are you listening? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, sometimes, and we try to. The goal today is we're going to try and listen most of the time, if not all the time. Because he's got vital information for us. And we need, to, we need to receive those information. Our Bible reading today is Joel chapter 2, 28. I hope you all allow me just to flow as the Holy Spirit's given to me. He's given me many hours with this message. So I'm just going to tell you how he's told me. And, whew, and go with it. Joel chapter 2, verse 28. If you have it, say amen. And afterwards, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. I want to explain a little bit concerning Joel. The land had a locust plague. Joel, and, and things just was all messed up in the land. I mean, it was plagued by locusts. Nothing was growing. The animals, I mean, it was just, it was just disastrous. And Joel had interpreted that this was as, it was, it was God's judgment upon the land. So moving forward a little bit in Joel, God had promised to restore the land. And when he promised to restore the land, he also promised to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He didn't say some flesh. He said all flesh. If you look back at verse 28, he said, your old men shall dream dreams. Now, there was a point that the Holy Spirit wanted me to talk to you about dreams. He said, dreams are certainly one of the valid ways God speaks. But this is also an area in which people can easily get out of balance. This is because dreaming is common to all of us. And not all dreams are from God. You have to use discernment, wisdom, and balance. And believe you have confirmation in your heart if God is trying to speak to you or show you something. I want you to remember that. God does speak to us in dreams. So that's one way he speaks to us. But you have to use wisdom, have discernment, and balance. And there's a spirit that God puts in all of us, his spirit, that confirms those dreams. And we have the word of God that we need to check things out. And that comes with the wisdom and discernment. Because all dreams aren't good. So that's how you check those dreams. But he does talk to us in dreams. So some of you who are dreamers, that's how you check your dreams. Okay? Now, I want to share something. Now, 
put that check on dreams. But what he wanted to share, wanted me to share with you is this experience he gave me this past week. Everybody remember the windstorm we had? Some reason he likes to wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so it was 3 a.m. Now, at our house, we lost our electricity and our lights. I mean, the electricity was off, of course, as our lights. And it was windy. But let me take you back a little bit before 3 a.m. I got home after work, and the trash can was all over the yard. The swing had, this isn't just a little swing. The big swing blew all over the yard. I mean, the frame, the seat, everything. So I put my boots on, I put my jacket on, I got gloves on, and this wind is whipping. Now, we live right off of foothills, um, off East 20th with the mountains in his foothills. So we live up on the ridge, right where the ridge. So our house sits on the ridge. So that wind is ripping. And the house sounds almost like it's coming off the ridge. That's how serious the wind was. So Greg wasn't home, so I go out and I got my jacket on, I got my boots on, and I got gloves because that wind is cold. And I'm out there, um, as a matter of fact, somebody named Teresa said, don't go out there, just let it all blow. She said, I don't think that's a good idea. But I went out there anyway because stuff was flying everywhere. So I'm trying, even my rain gutters was, <laughs> was flying and it was metal. So I go outside and I'm trying to catch all this thing and pick them all up and the wind was moving and pushing me back. And I was thinking to myself, I should have listened to Teresa, this wasn't a good idea. But I'm still out there trying to get things and tie them down and pull them and the wind is just whipping. And I'm cold, but I got a jacket and I got gloves and the whole thing. And at one point, I had to turn around and I kind of braced myself when the wind came off the mountain because it sort of pushed me back a little bit. That was about 4 or 5 o'clock, somewhere in there. Then I, just, I go in the house, I discover the lights are off. I don't know how long the lights are off. I've checked the freezer, everything, and everything is still frozen. And I tell Greg the lights off. I call him and let him know. He says, oh, the lights are off, huh? <laughs> yeah, okay. Push forward. The lights continue to be off all the rest of the night. Some reason, I'm awake at 3 o'clock and, well, about 2.30, so. And then the Holy Spirit said, around 3 o'clock, I want you to go outside. Okay, anybody know me? I'm like, what? I'm being honest. I was like, go outside. And I looked around thinking maybe Greg had kind of said that. And the Holy Spirit said, no, I want you to go outside. I was like, that wind is whipping, and it's pitch black. And Nate, if you could show that picture of the, how pitch black it was, that's how it looked. He said, take your phone and take a picture. I was like, really? You want me to go outside? Now, I only had a robe on, and I didn't have the coat, the boots, the glove, and it's pitch black. And I'm thinking, this is Anchorage. Crime is serious around here. And you want me to go out at 3 o'clock, Greg is asleep, and... I know he's sleeping because I hear him snoring. I'll tell him a little bit. And, uh, but uh, he wasn't knowing I was outside. And then, uh, so I go out, just like the Holy Spirit tells me to go out. And he said, I want you to take a picture. Now, mind you, I'm in my 
robe, and I'm outside, and he said, I want you to take a picture. But before he told me to take a picture, I said, why do you have me up at 3 o'clock taking a picture? He said, before you take the picture, I want you to stand still. Now, this wind was whipping. He said, are you cold? I said, huh, no. I said, no, I'm not cold. He said, are you scared? I said, no, I'm not afraid. He said, that's because I've got you. You do not have to be scared of anything. I keep you warm. I protect you. He said, these lights, I control them, even in darkness. He said, I am the wind. I'm the wind. He said, take a picture. He said, your neighborhood is completely black. He said, those shadows that you see in there, he said, that's how the enemy hides. He said, but I see everything, and I protect you from everything. He said, there's nothing or no one that can harm you because I talk to you and I tell you where to go, when to go, what to do, how to do it, what to say, when to say it. If you trust me, I'm your protector. He said, what changed since this afternoon? I didn't tell you to go out this afternoon. That's why you were cold. But I sent you out tonight, and you only have a bathroom. And I wasn't cold. I was warm. I said, well, why do you want me to take a picture? He said, because I want you to show my people that even in darkness, I'm with them. It doesn't matter if the power goes out. I send the men and women to put the power on. I give them wisdom how to turn those lights on. Without me, they can't do it. Whew. So then he said, he said, look in the shadows. I protect you from the shadows. They think they protect themselves. I protect them from the shadows. He said, why do my people fear? Why do my people become so unnerved? He said, why do you get so nervous? about things and unsettled. All you have to do is trust me. Then he said, go inside. So that I went inside. And then he said, that lantern, I had a lantern in. By then I think Greg woke up and put the lantern in on the living room. Uh, that would be the picture with the 
And he had woke up and he noticed I was outside and he put the lantern. He said, that lantern right in there, he said, that's me when my people begin to trust me. He said, I begin to show them that I can start illuminating things for them so they can see. He said, you see, it's not fully lit because they're just starting to believe in me. They're just starting to listen to me. So they still have shadows because some things they fear and they don't trust. So I only can light some things for them because some things they only let me in on. So they still have some things around them that they haven't given me free access to yet. But I've never left them. See, you got to understand. We have not because we have not received him and given him access. But he's here. I was talking to my husband about this, and he said, it's like, and he said, it's like, it's having a house. And he, well, this is what he said. He said, it's like you invite somebody over to your home and you say, Go ahead, come on in. This is your home. And then they say, can I have? And you said, I've already invited you in. And I've said, this is your home. Why are you asking me for something? Let me break it down even more. It's like, Connie, you're welcome in my home. And then you say, can I have a glass of water? Connie, I've already welcomed you in my home. You don't have to ask me for a glass of water. Mother Patricia, you're already welcome in my home. You don't have to ask me for anything. It's all there for you. He wants us to fully, fully understand that he's God. And every single thing that we need, we have access to. He's given us the power. He's given us the authority. It may not come when we want it. He may not give you exactly what you asked for, but he knows what's best for you. And he will redirect you to what you need because he knows that thing that you're asking for is not what you needed, but he knows what's best for you. So he's going to redirect you and give you exactly what you need. You want a job, and he's saying, I'm not going to give you that job. Because that job is going to be a noose around your neck that's going to take you from your family. But I'm going to give you this job because it will balance you and your family.
But we want what we want, and we dismiss the Holy Spirit talking to us because we want the money, we want the title, we want the position, and we want to please people. And the Holy Spirit tell you and sit someone and said someone and said, hey, man, you shouldn't go there. That's not a good place. And then he said somebody else and said, you know, that's not a good company to work for. And your wife or your husband is saying, ah, that's going to take away from the family. He's speaking. He's speaking. He's speaking. But we dismiss it. Because we're looking for something else. And the Holy Spirit's been speaking the whole entire time. The Holy Spirit says, live within your means. No, I wanted this. I want that. And the Holy Spirit said, hey, hey, hey. You're not going to have a job six months. Put your money up. Well, no, no. No, and there's signs. The company saying we're going out of business. This is that, and the company saying this. No, 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 and the Holy Spirit saying, "Tighten up. Go back to basics. Stop eating out." Holy Spirit speaking. The comforter is always talking to us. Are we listening? That night he kept, as I was out there, I must have was out there, I don't know how long I was out there. I was in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I was just, he was just talking. He said, sometimes I'm telling you you're sick. And I sent you to the doctor. And I handpick the physician for you. I didn't send you to any doctor. I sent you to a specialist that I handpicked for you. That nobody else could have gotten into. And when I sent you to him, you reason why you couldn't go. I don't have this and I don't have that and my insurance this and that. Am I not your provider? If I open the door to send you, I can pay for it. I gave you the best. Trust me. Trust me. So I said, well, why are you telling us this now? He said, because the end times are coming. We have to go back to basics. We can't live like the world. The world's on a path that we can't sustain. 
We're not called to live by the world's standard. We're called to live by God's standard. We can't do everything the world does. Does that mean we got to lock ourselves up in the box? No. Does that mean we got to run and hide? No. We can have the best of the best. We can live the best of the best. We can eat the best of the best. But we have to listen to the Holy Spirit and he will give you the desires of your heart. But he will tell you how to get it to where there's no sorrow. You know, I was talking to my husband, and he said the Greek and Hebrew, Hebrew reference of the Holy Spirit and as is referenced as breath and wind. So when he told me that, I was like, man, that wind was ripping when he had me out there. And I was like, man, I was sitting in the presence of the Holy Spirit. I was so humble because I thought, Lord, I blow it all the time. Anybody know me know I could get an attitude in a hot minute. I'm serious. I can go zero to 10,000, yet God took time out just to talk, just to put me in his presence to remind me. I'm being honest. I, I ain't going to lie to you. I could go from zero to 10,000 quick. Mess with my children. My, boy, I tell you, it's a fury. I'm, I'm a Johnson. I, I'm just being honest. I'm like my mother-in-law says, some things you just don't do. But the point of the matter is that just proves, you know, I would love to tell you, oh, yeah, I never get upset. That would be a lie. And any mother in here know you don't mess with people's children. My mother-in-law said those are fighting words. I agree. Those are fighting words. And you don't mess with the husbands. You don't mess with the children. Just saying. Been warned. But the point of the matter is. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the truth, right? And so then you have to you have to always be watching that. You got to watch your temper. You got to watch, you know. And then I said, Lord, I'm just so humble because you know my faults. But yet you take time out. I know people laugh at me, but I'm being real. I'm just totally being real. I would love to sit up here and say, you know, that, you know, Lisa, I'm a little crazy. But I would love to sit up here and say that I just wash China and sing it. But no, that ain't the truth. That is not the truth. But yet, I thank God that he is so gracious that he takes time, no matter what our faults is, that he loves us enough that he will take time to yet tell us he loves us. And that he will yet tell us what it is that we need to continue to be close to him and correct us when we're not. He loves us. He loves us unconditionally. Look at John 14, 26 and 27. This is what the, the Holy Spirit is for us. But the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. Verse 27, peace I leave with you, my own peace. I now give 
Huh. He will give you peace, people. I now give and bequeath to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. You know, this day and time, we could be troubled by everything. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. The Holy Spirit is here to help us with all of that. Why is it important that we listen to our helper, God, the Holy Spirit? Hearing leads to believing. Believing leads to us calling on his name for us trusting him. And then when we trust him, it calls us to action. Because when you believe someone and you continually call on his name, then you move to action. Because then you're going to start doing what he tells you to do. And when you start doing what he tells you to do, you're going to start seeing results. Now, this is where the enemy comes in. The enemy tries to work on us. And I'm going to tell you how he stops us from listening to the Holy Spirit. The enemy tries to work on us by telling us that only certain ones can hear from the Holy Spirit. Have you ever told you that? Only certain people can hear from the Holy Spirit. Have you ever heard him say, or have, he, have the enemy tried to work on us by feeding our doubts and unbelief of the Holy Spirit? Telling you, oh, that's not real. Uh, that's fake. Don't believe it. Saying it will cost us too much to walk with the Holy Spirit. Have, you ever, have the enemy ever told you, oh, my God, you got to pay too much of a price to do that? That's going to cost you too much. You're going to be a holy roller forever. <laughs> Lord Jesus, that's a price you don't want to pay. I can't be cool if I got to do all that. I got to stop watching basketball. I can't watch football. Oh, my goodness. Have you ever heard that? Or have you ever thought that? Come on now, fess up. The enemy tries to work on us by telling us, that we are too busy to do all that he requires of us. Because in our mind, we have this whole list that we think the Holy Spirit is going to have us do. That means we're going to fast, we've got to pray five times a day, we've got to whatever. Whatever our perception is in our mind that we have made up, that we have to do to follow the Holy Spirit. Because after all, it's got to be deep. Anybody listening to the Holy Spirit has got to be real deep. So that means they've got to have a lot of instructions that they must follow every single day. But guess what? Each and every one of us are different. What's required for you to do may not be required for me to do. So you need to ask him what you got to do. Because it might be a short list, shorter than you think. Having us fear what the Holy Spirit will ask us to do or maybe go. In other words, he might send me somewhere. He might send me over someplace I don't want to go. Like someplace I have to eat their food and they might be eating bugs or something. I'll be, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be on a missionary field and you got to go eat ro roaches or bugs or, 
You know what I'm saying? Come on, y'all know y'all thought about it. He might call me to be in the missionary field, and I, I mean, about that life. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like sleeping in the bed. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about it. And if I really give in to the Holy Spirit, oh my God, what, what does that mean? And, and I gotta be obedient, and, and I mean, you ain't never thought about it. Okay, well, start thinking. Because if you give in to the Holy Spirit and he tell you to go, then you need to be obedient and go. I can't believe y'all never thought about that. Somebody has. <laughs> I know I have. But I said, okay, God, I'll go. But I said, Lord, you know the desires of my heart now. If I, <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm, I'm being honest. You got to talk to God like that because he know you. Enemy tries to work on us by fear or rejection from people. Church, etc. You know, Lord, if, if I get, you know, people are going to feel some kind of way. Rob, if you get up and you lay hands on, man, if I, if I got to lay hands on somebody, God, what are they going to think? The fear of rejection. Or if I go pray for somebody and they don't believe, you know, it doesn't happen. Or I go tell them what I think you told me to tell them, and they look at me like I'm crazy. What am I going to do? Y'all looking at me like this ain't real. Y'all know y'all had them thoughts. And so instead, we said, that ain't the Lord. That is not the Lord. And we just let it go. Well, I have done that before. I'm just going to tell you. Until finally I got over that fear and said, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. The fear of embarrassment. What if it doesn't happen and I step out on faith? Okay, I'm just going to ask a question. Everybody look at me like this ain't happening. How many of the Holy Spirit had told you to do something and you said, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to look like a fool? Raise your hand. I know y'all was playing me. <laughs> and here's the last one. Who? Me? Say what? Y'all playing the Holy Spirit like, you talking to me? You're talking, you're talking to Mike. You ain't talking to me. And Mike's like, oh, you ain't talking to me. And you ever, you ever, really, you heard him clearly and you're like, oh, you're talking to Jackie. You ain't talking to me. And you know good and well he was talking to you, but you just frozen. You just like, no. Right, Debbie? So we got to stop doing that. How many of you honestly know when the Holy Spirit's talking to you? Raise your hand. So what stops you from listening? Fear? Unbelief? Doubt? You're holding back your blessings. When you allow the enemy to do those things, you are... And, and here's the example. He just, this is, this is the deal. He's laid out your track for you. You're on your track. You're on your road. And he's laid every provision for you, every single one. And when he said, go left, go right, go left, go right. And you say, uh, he said, pray for this person. Pray for that person. Tell this person that. Tell this person this. And when you don't do it, instead of going forward, you go back. That blessing you had, that provision you had, guess what? Somebody else got it. Because what you don't do, he tells somebody else to do it. And they pick that blessing up. Or your blessing stays there and you never get it until you move forward. 
So instead of going here, and instead of you making down your track, you stay in that spot until you become obedient. So your provision is just laying on the track. So how many of your packages have you not picked up? So for five years, you're still in that spot when you could have been there in five years. And then you say, God, how come you don't hear me? God, how come you're not doing something? It's not God. It's you. Because you're in a house that's fully built, fully loaded, fully equipped. But until you open those doors, it's like you got every room in your house and you got rooms that you have not lived in. You've got rooms that you not even open the doors in, in your home. See, when God equipped us, he gave us everything. So you've got rooms inside of you that you have not even opened up to see how to live there. So God, the Holy Spirit, is like, open the door. I've been waiting for you to come in. I've been waiting to tell you a lot of things that I know that is possible. You've been saying, huh, how do I do this? Well, open the door, I tell you. I've been trying to talk to you when you sleep. I've been trying to talk to you when you're awake. I've been, I sent somebody and told you that, and you said, oh, could it be? Yeah. I sent somebody else to tell you, you said, oh, could it be? Yeah. I told you in the television show. I told you on the radio. I played a song for you. The song just didn't pop up. I showed you on the license plate. Followed you down the road on the back of a truck. <laughs> it was on a bumper sticker. I showed you the homeless man was holding the sign. What must I do? What must I do? Key takeaway. Everybody's somebody and everyone is valuable to the Holy Spirit. What you manifest in your lowest is what you will be in your highest. See, what you, it's not what you do once you're seen. It's what you do when nobody's around. It's what you do in your quiet time. It's what you do when you're all by yourself and with God. That's when he elevates you to your highest. It's when you're alone and you're talking to God and you're, visit, you're, you're talking to God and the Holy Spirit is, you're having that communication and the key. 
emotions are inconsistent. Don't trust what you're feeling, what your feelings say. Trust the Spirit of God in you that connects you to him. See, that spirit that God gave you, that connects you to him, that's your gauge. That's your connection. Remember God's word, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. This means everyone is entitled. There is no one that's excluded. That's excluded. I'm just listening. How many don't want to be the same anymore? Totally don't want to be the same. You're tired of being the same. You're tired of letting the enemy steal your blessings. I'm not talking material things. Material things are nothing. Because when we leave this earth, guess what? You ain't taking nothing with you. Because when you get to heaven, you got things... (laughs) Make this stuff look like junk. If you want to take this stuff with you, then you stay down here with this stuff. Because this stuff ain't nothing. I'm going to tell you the vision I had this morning. I was up praising God, and I was talking to the Lord, and I actually was in the trenches doing warfare this morning. I was doing warfare, and I asked the Lord, I said, everybody that's supposed to be here this morning or this afternoon, then send them. Whoever's not supposed to be here, don't send them. And I said, Lord, I'm going into the trenches, and I'm asking you, Lord, on behalf of them and myself, For such an anointing for them that they will never, ever be the same anymore. That whatever is in them that causes them to stop and talk themselves out of, follow through with you. Consistency with you. Lack of faith with you. And not trusting the Holy Spirit to listen. That will not happen anymore after today. And this is what I heard. They have to stop being selfish. They have to kill self. Yourself is spiritually killing you. Your self is spiritually killing you. You are making yourself fleshly desires killing your spiritual being because what your flesh desire makes you so busy 
that you do not serve your spiritual being. And you have to balance. When I say balance, you have to feed your spiritual man. Your spiritual man should have authority over your flesh. Now, did I say you can't do anything? No, that's not what I'm saying. But when you feed your flesh more than you feed your spirit, you're off balance. God wants you to have the best. I'm not talking material things. He wants you not to be suffering. He don't want you suffering from depression. He doesn't want you. Now, there's real people that have depression and you have to have medication. I'm not speaking, but he's got the doctors for you. He's got medicines for you. He got whatever you need to get to take care of you. But you need to know where to go. How do you need to know where to go? You need to ask the Holy Spirit. He'll give you the right doctors. You got to have surgery, he'll give you the right doctors. You want a house, he'll send you the right realtor. You want a car, he'll send you the right car dealer. All of them ain't crooks, as people say. There's some good ones out there. Do you see what I'm saying? Everything you need, God has. He's got the right school teachers. He's got the right schools. We just got to know where to go. He's got the right counselors, therapists. He's got every single thing we need. And it's, you know, if Greg and I are the only one, if Greg and I and Lee are the only ones or... Teresa or whoever is the only ones that can pray for you all, then something's off balance here. Every single one of you got a gift in here. Every single one of you got the power of God in here. Every single one of you got something that God has equipped you with. You can pray for each other. So everybody stand, please. And if you do not want to be the same, I want you to find somebody next to you and we're all going to pray for each other today. And if you don't want to pray for each other, that's fine. Go out like you came in. I, that's up to you. The choice is yours. I mean, I, nobody can make anybody do anything. But I'm going to give it into the hands of pastor and I just feel like we need to just stop and pray for each other and Give this thing and release whatever those gifts are and pray. If you feel led to pray for somebody, then let's pray for each other and, and stop letting the enemy have heyday here. Amen? What an amazing practical word, Pelzetta. That was awesome. That was really good.